In the wake of a center victory in a complex court case involving the Medicare Secondary Payer, or MSP, program, this month we offer a look at some issues related to the MSP program. Many people aren't familiar with the MSP program, so let's begin with an explanation. The Medicare Secondary Payer program simply assures that Medicare does not pay for health care that should be covered by another insurer. Insurers that are designated as so-called primary plans, meaning plans that should pay before Medicare does, includes workers' compensation plans, automobile or liability insurance policies, or no-fault insurance. When a primary insurer does not pay for health services needed by an injured beneficiary, CMS will make a conditional payment to the health care provider. Later, when it has been determined that the primary plan was indeed responsible for payment, Medicare seeks to recover their payment. The court victory mentioned above in the case of Haro et al. versus Sibelius is a victory for beneficiaries, as a federal judge in Arizona held that the Secretary of Health and Human Services violated the Medicare statute when she demanded payment from a beneficiary of a federal MSP claim while the beneficiary was still in the process of disputing the amount of the claim. However, many MSP collection issues still remain. First, the three-page form letter that is sent to Medicare beneficiaries and their attorneys to declare the MSP claim and describe the rules for payment is written in a format and using language that is not easily understood by the average Medicare beneficiary, and perhaps not even by many attorneys. The letter lacks a clear explanation of the procedures for beneficiary appeals of the amount of the MSP claim and for requests for hardship waivers. Beneficiaries who get the letter, therefore, often simply pay the amount demanded by the Medicare Secondary Payer Recovery Contractor, or MSPRC, the organization that CMS contracts with to determine amounts and collect payments under the MSP program. The amounts are often incorrect or impose financial hardships on beneficiaries. Even if a beneficiary is aware of their right to appeal, the MSPRC is not user-friendly. Beneficiaries are required to contact the MSPRC by phone, and beneficiaries, attorneys, and advocates all report serious problems with this, including a hard-to-navigate automated phone tree, extreme wait times, and customer service reps who offer different and often conflicting advice. In addition, the claims for recovery by MSPRC may be inaccurate. They often include costs for medical services that aren't related to the specific incident that incurred the liability or workers' comp insurance at issue. In addition, many recovery claims are for liability and workers' compensation cases that were settled years earlier. The beneficiary may have never heard about the MSP claim, and there may also be nothing left from the settlement funds with which the beneficiary can pay the MSP claim. And while the beneficiary does have the right to ask for a waiver of recovery if the circumstances of the recovery would cause them financial hardship, the standards are very strict and extensive documentation is required. If you are in a Medicare Advantage plan, you may have additional issues. Surprisingly, Medicare statutes and regulations do not limit the amounts that an MA plan and their providers can recover to Medicare program rates. 
This means that if you are enrolled in an MA plan, you can be required to reimburse the MA plan at higher market rates rather than at the negotiated Medicare rate. In addition, there appear to be no clear requirements for notices or appeal and waiver rights for beneficiaries who are enrolled in MA plans, unlike those in traditional Medicare A and B. If you or someone you know have had problems with MSP recovery collection, we invite you to submit information on the issue to the center by contacting attorney Sally Hart at shart at medicareadvocacy.org. Thanks for listening to Medicare Minutes. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and tune in next month when we will talk about another interesting and relevant topic. If you have questions about this podcast, contact us on the web at www.medicareadvocacy.org.